Welcome to Story Talking, episode forty-four. Before I tell you who the guest is,、uh, I just want to quickly mention a little.、Uh, well, let's call it self-promotion,、um, which I mean isn't all promotion, self-promotion. Yeah, the Creative Hub, which which we talked about last week.、Um, applications are open. Any you can, if you live. In or near、uh, New Delhi, Gurgaon, Noida, this whole、uh, national capital region where we reside,、uh, do come by and、uh, check out Launchora's Creative Hub. We will be. You can go on launchora.com/creativehub to do that, and we will be、uh, announcing our next workshop very soon.、Uh, very very soon, like within either days or hours. Yes, that's that's the definition of soon, in the way I just described it. The coming back to this episode, this week my guest is Venkat Ramachandran, who I was introduced to by previous guests of of this podcast, Francis Lailman and Orko Mukhopadhyay, and Venkat has is, I would, I didn't mention it when I was talking to him, but. I would describe Venkat as a multi-storyteller, and I mean that as a as a as a combination of imagine if 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 a normal everyday storyteller lives in a lives in a one-bedroom apartment, Venkat lives in a high-rise of is he is the high-rise of, of of storytelling. He he does a lot of things, and we go over almost、uh, a few of them, not all of them. But basically, Venkat's been been involved in in an organization called Mandram, which promotes、uh, India's languages, local languages、uh, such as Tamil, and、uh, they do events in in Chennai and and Bangalore, which we talk about.、Um, he we talk about specifically a few articles that he wrote that I read,、uh, which you can find on on his LinkedIn profile where he writes. About、uh, studying storytelling, using using epics like the Mahabharata to to understand what is the role of a storyteller and what makes us all human beings、uh, information architects and 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 specifically people who tell stories, people who who believe stories, people who use storytelling to to achieve goals and. And give themselves a purpose. So we talk about all of that. This is this is one of those、um, conversations where we we really di- dive deep into why we do this. Why why do human beings tell stories? Why what's the difference between a good storyteller and a bad storyteller? What's the difference between a good story and a bad story? So yeah, this is、uh, this is a fun one. Hope you guys enjoy it. Here is episode forty-four of Story Talking with Venkat Ramachandran. So I was born in this、uh, beautiful place、uh, in Chennai called Mailapur.、Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that's in nineteen eighty-five. Okay. So Mailapur is is one of my most dearest uh, places. Uh, I still have a, a lot of fond、uh, nostalgia and memories because、uh, you know. It's a place very dear to my heart. Right. 
and yeah so from there i was born so so you know if you are if you are from chennai the moment you say uh that you are from mailapur it it tells you a whole lot of story right right uh, right so so it's been a very fascinating journey discovering that story and also uh, unmaking that story sure yeah yeah so so yes so that's where i was born and uh, and i and i've been uh, sort of uh how do i put it so maybe i i was i was a nerdy kid who was also interested in music and uh, right. uh, and and music was was there in my life for, from very early point of time i i started to uh, you know uh, fool around in my house banging on all the uh, aluminum containers back right. then in my house <laughs> and and that's when i i realized almost uh, that i had an uncanny sort of taste for the rhythm yeah and uh, so since about since about 7 i started to learn percussion so what i learned was there was an instrument called mridangam which is a south indian classical instrument mm-hmm. yeah. so i learned that for about uh, about a decade or so and then i still i still i'm still learning i would say uh, but i learned formally for a decade then then kind of did the usual boring things uh, you know the uh, you know went for engineering like most yeah. indians <laughs> <laughs> went for MBA, and and then uh, all along, all of all of the my interests were also taking me there on their own journeys. Right. Uh, so right now, I think, uh, yeah, I think I've come home. Uh, although I don't, although I don't live in Mylapore, I, uh, I, I think I've found a, a reasonable configuration of of life where I could do all the things that I love and uh, have no regrets. It's interesting that you know that that is such a good definition of home. that it it's not it's not just like i think i mean i'm going to start quoting you but you talked about how space is 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 not place is a human construct the idea of place and in that way the idea of home too is something that we made up that could be geographical but like you said you don't have to be where you were in order to feel comfortable like oh i figured out all the things i like all the things that make me feel driven and feel like i'm connected to the person i really am and then that can be home you know yeah yeah and uh, you know you don't you don't necessarily uh, you know the home is, is is a place where you're very much at yourself you know yeah and if you if, if you look at most of us you know who've been drifters and uh, who uh, you know who been moving in from various places i think i think this is a, this is a sort of a definition which i think everyone would could res- could resonate yeah, with yeah so how early was it that you got out of that the that place uh, i finished, actually was wanting to get out of that place during my uh, 12th grade right uh, so you know it was it was the case of uh being the you know the big fish in the small pond right. so so wanting to jump out of that pond and see a bigger world and and uh you know uh, i must admit although i was i i i had imbibed the the conservatism which was there in in tamil nadu but i also wanted to get out of it so going in from from there uh, chennai to surat was was like a nice liberating feeling because that was a place where i did my engineering and mm. i had no clue about any other languages other than my other than english and, and tamil so 
it is a good good space and that's where i actually discovered writing and uh, and whole lot of things there so yeah, yeah so, so that's that's when i i sort of uh, first for the first time left my home <laughs> yeah and then didn't you, you also you went to gujarat to to do your degree right yeah so i went whole, to gujarat a whole new culture a whole new atmosphere like that yeah gujarat was a was a fabulous place it had the juwa the vibra you know people yeah. would to enjoy life and uh, and things were far, far more liberal there so i yeah. also sort of discovered many things about myself there and uh, uh, yeah so it was a beautiful place i also yeah met uh, my girlfriend who is now my wife as well so yeah yeah it's, it's one second sorry i forgot to turn off my phone yeah turn it off so um I think when I was even going through your LinkedIn profile I like that you even when you describe your past you're telling mm-hmm. it in the form of a story you know like what was if you're you're not just saying I went to this school or I went to this university you're saying you're giving us a little story that that is not just information like you usually people just post information on LinkedIn mm-hmm. you know but i mm-hmm. like that you you formed it in the oh this is the whole this was the thing i got out of that experience like even if mm-hmm. engineering was was a was almost like a rite of passage this is the this is how that was a new building block in the foundation of who i've constructed as a person you know mm-hmm. so is that do you think were you self aware about this that this is the kind of person that you're constructing was that conscious a decision that was made you know like you were like oh this is the path that i'm i'm exploring or or were you just you know more of a wanderer in in how you were building yourself uh well right now when i look at hindsight there is a lot of self awareness right. in terms of what i did yeah. but but if you ask me when i was living the story uh, definitely i was not i was just a aimless wanderer uh who who actually followed the herd uh and i, I mean and to be more precise i actually followed the uh you know uh, the pathway set by my one of my successful cousins mm-hmm. uh, you know who, who did the same route who went the same route and and uh, subconsciously i was trying to imitate him wow. so i have the exact same story <laughs> <laughs> so easy to relate to it <laughs> yeah so we all do the same i guess yeah yeah i, I was doing that but but uh, somewhere uh, uh i i was very much disconnected from from the things i was doing then at least at least from with respect to the work there uh, yeah. but what really helped me was uh you know somewhere or the other uh, you know the the environment i was 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 filled with a lot of uh critical thinkers and and uh, you know it was also a lot of query ex- exploration of the self yeah so so a lot of my self exploration had started way back early then so although i didn't take a Uh, a sort of a very solid form but somewhere or the other there was some kind of like inquiry and exploration that was happening uh in mm. respect to what else was happening in my life in my life yeah the you know uh actually i was talking to i believe you know orko mukhopadhyay right yes yes i was talking yeah, yes. yeah cuz he he right when you and i were scheduling this he was on the other message window 
messaging me saying that why have why have you talked to Venkat yet? <laughs> okay. I was like, we I'm just in the other window setting up this conversation, and he mentioned he mentioned you and he mentioned Raghu, who I don't know, but mm. and I asked him I was like I have no idea who like you have to give me a last name I can't you know because I th- he assumed that or I'd already talked to you guys. And then I saw, I believe, then I saw him being mentioned a couple of times in the articles that you've been, you've written. Yeah. And yeah, I believe it's the same person, right? Yes, yes, the same person. So, so Raghu helped me rediscover uh, Mahabharata. So, right, yeah. And, and which has become a very, uh, you know, an integral part of, of the, the whole storytelling process and the story reflection process that I do uh, as a part of one of the work I do. Yeah. The my takeaway from the brief things that I read uh, that you wrote about the Mahabharata mm-hmm. was this idea of it being a story where the the narrator and the storyteller is himself in the story, and how that is something that really changes. I mean, if you are one of the variables in the story, it's such a it, if you it's such an interesting thing to to translate into the way we live our own life right now, the way we create these ideas and, and the way we are telling our own story while ourselves being not only the storyteller, sometimes we're just a passenger of our own story, you know? Mm-hmm. The, so where did that, when did that interest for you come in that you wanted to kind of study storytelling really? So it's very interesting that what you're saying, uh, the the phrase that you, I, I, what the phrase that caught me was uh, passenger of your own story. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so actually, in a way, exploring this is, uh, is moving away from being a passenger in your own story to an actor, to the director of the whole story. Mm, yeah. So uh, again, uh, you know, I'm, I may be overdoing the, the, uh, the metaphor with the films a little bit more here because primarily because of my my fascination with films. But yeah. but primarily you also realize that uh, you know uh, the one way of looking at your own self is the story that you've been telling yourself. Yeah. And yeah. When you look at some of the events that events and the stories that you say, uh, it it gives great lot of clues to who you are. So for me, uh, you know, it, it's interesting you mentioned earlier about. Uh, what I had written in 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 LinkedIn uh, because LinkedIn for me is uh, is one of my most favorite uh, story laboratories, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, when I say a story laboratory, it's it's a it's a lab where I test out various stories, uh, not just about myself and others, but also you know the whole it's a whole lot of process where I'm constantly interacting with the environment and that is creating a story. And as I'm, I'm reflecting on that story. And it, it goes on, you know, like a, like a lovely recursive loop. Yeah, yeah. So uh, to, to come to your question, uh, when did it all start? Uh, uh, my interest in storytelling actually started, uh, you know, I think, I think it, was, it was around 2012 around when I was in a fairly comfortable place in a, in a consulting work. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I actually... Uh, you know, there was this whole lot of big hype that was coming in about the big data phenomenon you know, yeah, back then. Yeah. So now it is, I think it is, it is, it is in a very different shape and form now. But back then it was, it used to be the new shiny thing. And somewhere uh, I, I got drawn to it and I started uh, exploring it. 
and I actually wrote a, a sort of a, a paper that I thought was initially was about this big data, but it ended up being almost like a counterpoint to the data where, where I started talking about narrative. Yeah. So somewhere, uh, somewhere around my consulting life, I, I actually realized that, you know, if you go deeper one level beneath all, all the work that I do so-called as consulting, mm. it was actually being a storyteller. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was a big epiphany for me, uh, and, and and I actually I also had, had I was reading uh, Nassim Nicholas Taleb, who was also hammering this point down in his books. You know, where uh, consultants he he of course he he hates consultants. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so he and he hates uh, you know economists as well. So uh, so when he was looking down upon consultants and as saying somebody who who just creates. Uh, these ultra wafer thin narratives and uh, you know and and who, who could create a very silly uh, rationalization for each of those narratives so that kind of strangely that struck with me because i started inquiring myself as to if i am a consultant and i am and i'm telling a story unconsciously can i can i uh, really go go deeper and really figure out what kind of story i'm telling and right, right. then it sort of started uh, you know, the inquiry process started, took its own life on its own. And then I started exploring storytelling and, and yeah, it has taken a long meandering um, course, course so far. Yeah, it, it is interesting that we, I feel like for me, the realization too, like, you know, like you said, in hindsight, it sounds, it. in hindsight, it's like I was unconsciously, no, not, not unconsciously, but I was sowing the the seeds that would eventually lead me to this point. Yes. But it was very accidental in that moment where I had no idea that storytelling would be my, would be my career. And, and speaking of that way, like you, the, you said something interesting in, in, in an article I wanted to expand on, on what you said there, you, you talked about how there's a difference in saying to someone, I am a storyteller and saying, I tell stories, mm. you know, mm. that idea of, are you using a noun or a verb to, uh, I believe that's what you, I think that was the thing that you were, that you were talking about, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a sense, uh, that's the, that's the fundamental question, you know, yeah. uh, in terms of, uh, are you doing the work or is the work defining you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in, in a sense, uh, every work was was sort of a trigger uh, with all its pains and gains to to inquire into this fundamental question for me mm. uh, so even now even now uh, the only noun which i'm i'm slightly more comfortable is is a, a storyteller yeah uh, uh, even otherwise i would prefer to say as what i do as opposed to who i am right and this is not not out of some any lofty ideals there but it's primarily where uh, I it's primarily out of the realization that I hold multiple things there. So to to reduce myself to just this one person alone uh, sounds too limiting and too too uh, vulgar, if I may use that word, mm -hmm. to me. You know, to say right. that I am this person, and uh, uh, you know, I mean, it, this this has been a very long process of of really questioning many of these constructs. So. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's been the kind of the critical question in terms of uh, are you are you, uh, you know are you 
the person who is who is doing the work or is the work actually defining you the uh, you know i think we're having this conversation at such an interesting time i've been reading the last week or so i picked up this book called sapiens i don't know if you've heard of it yeah i have, I have. yeah so and it is it is it's like this guy just is just telling the story about our entire history from a very objective and, and fact based you know point of view he's mm-hmm. still constr- he's using facts to you know present information and be like this is kind of who we've been the entire time and for me when i read your article about the defining yourself divine defining who you are as the either as closer to the self like am, is this my identity or am i do i have a role to play in a larger system and personally like as much as i want to believe that i'm an individual who can do whatever he wants and can believe whatever he wants and can have any identity that i want to take on a part of me kind of likes the idea of being being a participant in a bigger system you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that like for me then because i alone am just one but mm. if i can be part of a collective story if i can be part of a bigger story then that would make that was that would be my purpose i guess which i think you you also explored a little bit the idea of the 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 seductiveness of having a purpose and is that something that is just human or is it a choice like what what, what do you think about that it's the ultimate romance and i mean i i i don't i don't think i'm taking a stand here as of for the self as opposed to the system here it's right. it's the ultimate uh, you know balancing act we do in our yeah. lives in, in almost in in one moment you may fall back on the on one end of the pole i mean by by the pole i'm referring to two ends where you have yourself in one end you have the the i mean i'm using the word again system with a, a lot of caution here because yeah. uh, you know the moment you use the word system these days it is referred to as something that is ugly and something that is too bigger right, than your right right <laughs> no so yeah. I'm, i'm conscious of using that word here uh, so to come to, to come to your specific point uh, i i would uh, you know i would be lying if i say there's no allure of the system so everybody we are part of a larger story yeah like it or not and and that's the ultimate uh, allure and and where you you are constantly uh, trying to uh, sort of build your own uh you know in 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 ramayan there's a there's a whole tale where uh a squirrel goes and contributes a small uh stone pebble to the to the to the bridge mm-hmm. uh you know when ram was building when he was trying to cross from from uh, india to sri lanka mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, it's yeah. everybody is trying to build their own trying to gather their mm-hmm. own squirrel and and drop into the ocean to 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 build that bridge and right. move forward you know so that that push is always going to be there and that you can't deny that and nor you can you uh, you can't deny that at all so the question is in terms of uh, do i do i when i'm doing the work i am definitely you know in more attuned to what the larger purpose is but when i am not doing the work can i get back to who where i am where i am mm. you know and it's interesting that you mention uh, uh you know sapiens work because i think i find i find it very beautiful work for a very different reason hmm. uh, i don't know if you know uh, actually the author you you all know harari yeah, yeah. is a practitioner of a, a meditation technique called the vipassana yeah 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 yes so 
and uh, so in in some of the i think one of the interviews he talks about saying that it was this vipassana practice that gave him uh, uh, the central insight about distinguishing between what is a story and what is a reality mm-hmm. you know uh, and i think he has taken that distinction to its logical end in the work that he does as a historian yeah and that's what you would that's the underlying theme you would see in the book as well where yeah. he is constantly trying to uh, show you the difference between what is a story and what is real i you know that has been my favorite aspect of the book too the learning i mean it's like he's not it's not like he's telling me something that i technically couldn't have read mm. at some point in my life you know in college and school subconsciously obviously who wants to really think about why we have religion we know we have it you know mm. but mm. what i really like about like what you just said is this this idea of what is a story and what is reality because for me i love the intersection of both like i'm drawn to the intersection of our stories real just because once we've told them and if you tell yourself the same story over the course of your own life because i mean for me yesterday is a story i can choose to re- believe in it i can choose to believe that i did something good yesterday and that'll make me feel better about myself today or i can choose to believe that yesterday was not a good day and i'm going to let myself get down about that you know like so mm-hmm. that idea of like okay 5000 years ago bunch of people had a war and it was very important to those people at that time and according to the story there was a guy there called krishna and he was very powerful and he was pretty much a god but is that something that really happened is it reality because the reality is only for i mean according to me reality is a perspective that you choose to be like okay is right now real yes then technically everything else is a story you know so mm-hmm. so for me i mean i know i'm jumping over the, all over the place but i i love the idea of how much we really believe in stories that we make them real and that is i feel like one of the fascinations of of storytellers like like you use this term that i really like i don't know if you came up with it yourself you said that storytellers are information architects mm. is that something that you you came up with or you read it somewhere no so it is one of the uh, uh inspiration i read it from from this author called paul rissen right 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 i read about uh, yeah. yeah you yeah, you mentioned it his models and and sort of played around with it and given right, my own right into it uh yeah yeah mm. the so i mean how how where do you think you have figured out your balance of on that scale of stories to reality like how how are you able to find your own center like okay this is these are the things i choose to believe these are the things that are actual facts about me about my environment about the work i do where where's your balance in there uh well to me the getting the the diff- the difference straight you know between what is uh, a story and what is a reality is as a matter of sanity hmm uh and primarily my uh uh yoga practice has been sort of a, a tool uh, that has helped me uh, get this get this really straight about it you know and uh, so you know, so it's it's sort of you know from my childhood i was fascinated by uh, the a lot of lot of forms of yoga and and things that were there that were around me in my childhood hmm. so somewhere the other my fascination uh, 
almost was there for a quite some time and i was always trying out different things and 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 going on uh, uh you know meditation retreats and uh, doing all doing all sort of things back when i was uh, you know so the uh, back in my school days and even in my college days yeah. so somewhere uh, i think that is the the crucial lever for me to to determine the storyteller be, being i mean dis- differentiating between the story and the reality because in in the end when you when you really look inward and look inside you know that for everything that you are doing and you are not doing there is always a part of you that is constantly creating a story that will that will either make you look very good or look very make you look very bad yeah 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 you know so getting out of both the polarities is important you know it's very easy to go on a nice ego trip where uh you you really uh, conjure the story in a way that makes you look like the the real ultimate hero yeah, uh, but yeah. it's a story and and uh, given that my profession uh, or the work that i'm doing right now as a storyteller is even more critical i think for me to to get this distinction very straight and to and and i think you know it, it is something that that comes from the from the material of one's existence you know it's very i can't really put a formula saying this is how i get this straight right right it comes from the from the very interaction i hold with the world at the very ways where i i interact and the very ways i i talk with and and how i get back to the world and how i discover my own sense of purpose and and how do i it's it's the process that is uh, that is very much enmeshed with the way i'm i'm living yeah so yeah. so so that's that's how i mean i, I really can't uh, you know abstract it out and say and this is how i i do this it's, it's it's part of the whole living process as i have discovered it and as i am living it right now the you know i think that we're so we're we're not only are we made up of atoms and all these things but i feel like we're also like our perhaps if it's a soul or whatever if we were made up of so many contradictions mm-hmm. like you say you know there's like I can feel really good about something in the moment but then immediately I'll give my make myself feel guilty for feeling good. You know like it's like we and I wonder if if the contradictions of what we see on the inside and what we see on the outside are really the things that make us want to create a narrative that oh this is why I feel this way like we're so in a way we sometimes just use stories to to try to you know disentangle whatever we think is needs is is chaotic or something hmm hmm yeah i mean uh, uh for a while uh, i'm i'm actually for a for quite some time i've been uh, nursing this uh, pet idea of uh, writing a, a book called how to be a bad storyteller <laughs> yeah so the uh, the inspiration actually comes from this point where you know uh when i look at my own life uh, almost 98.9 percentage of my life i am actually a bad storyteller hmm you know uh because uh for me the distinction between good and bad i'm using these terms a little more uh, loosely here when for me the distinction is when i am a good storyteller i i actually forget the storyteller and i i am there is only story that is left there right right whereas when i'm a bad storyteller uh what it reveals about the storyteller is more exciting than the story itself hmm you get what i mean yeah 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 so so in in when i look at my own everyday life experience i realize that 
almost 98% of my time i'm a bad storyteller because everything that i do uh, and when i am you know self aware of what i'm doing and and in doing what i'm doing what am i really doing i'm constantly uh, you know discovering things about myself so which means i am uh, you know more or less a bad storyteller <laughs> so this is actually something that came up with with a previous podcast and um we we talked about the idea of how actually came up with orco because okay. i remember Fra- you know i think you know francis as well francis lelman yeah on linkedin yeah he he and i talked about it and then orco and i talked about it this idea of teaching being one of those avenues through which we actually i guess so according to your scale i think teaching is that one aspect where you are closer to the good storyteller on the scale because you are because you are not focusing on yourself when you're teaching you know you're mm-hmm. you're letting the story be center stage and you're focusing on the content that you've created that you want to impart as as wisdom or knowledge to these to these students and in that moment you're not a bad storyteller because it's not about you and it's not about your almost laziness as a as a storyteller because you're you're fully directed in a certain direction and and i don't know does that make sense yeah to certain extent so whenever i am consciously setting out to tell a story and that's where i i uh, you know it's a for me you know i almost write Uh, every other day in linkedin where mm. uh, i am telling stories about various things that i do and for me what fascinates me is that is the process where i i actually constantly uh, you know distinguish between good storytelling and bad storytelling mm. and when i say good storytelling it's the part where you know you, you it's almost like a a nice feedback loop where that you you throw something out in the in the in the universe which is a story and the way it, it gets perceived and the way it, it uh, people respond to it uh, tells you so many things about about who you are and who we are and and what we are doing and and it's only when uh, you know and and it's again it's a, it's a it's a it's a live process and 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 that's where you are constantly trying to uh, explore this intersection between the good and bad again uh, you know in yeah. one sense there's no good and bad you know where but but the the you know when when you're looking at it as a work this distinction becomes critical in some sense and and that's where uh, as a as a practice you know where it's a it's almost like a practice where you're constantly trying out different things and 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 that is also even when it bombs that also tells you a whole lot of things about who you yourself is yeah yeah and and uh, you know a narcissistic platform like linkedin is is the most ideal space uh, <laughs> for you yeah. to to really test these things out you know and and that's the fun i get in uh, you know sort of a subversive fun i get in in really uh, stretching the what is uh, what is you know acceptable in a platform like linkedin so so i've really stretched it too far and 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 i've had some consequences also but yes it's been a fascinating learning ground for me in terms of exploring storytelling and and also exploring the storyteller who's behind it Yeah it's like you 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 have to be a bad storyteller to learn how to be a good one like it's just like anything else any other skill set you you have to start bad because we don't are genetically we're not given skills you know so you have to start with the bad and then slowly and slowly you're going to get good like even the idea of calling a book 
like you did you say how to be a bad storyteller was that the title yeah, or, yeah that's yeah. Uh, both title as of now yeah, yeah so even the title contradicts the idea of the book cuz the title itself is good but the book is about how to be bad at you know the whole idea even writing titles or something no I, I, actually you know the uh, the whole notion of bringing a, a bad storytelling is that uh, you know to me the reason why i i, I deliberately chose that uh, you know as a as a title here is to me it's it's an everyday occurrence you know and in it's an uh, in i don't think yeah. storytelling is a it, it is a definitely a skill but at the same time uh, when you step back in your own life you realize that you are constantly telling stories to yourself yeah and yeah you are also inventing fictions you know i mean you're not just telling stories about what has happened but you're also uh, you know inventing fictions about why some something didn't happen you know yeah yeah fictions for me when i uh, given uh, you know i given that i was born in a very religious background now when i look at the whole notion of karma uh, you know i don't know if you if you really hear the old nannies or anyone in your house yeah, uh, yeah. you know you use the term karma in a very live context and yeah. and more often you know whenever they come across a situation where uh let's say let's say you've been robbed uh, you know in a you know in a let's say in a train okay yeah and and immediately the first thing that uh, any elderly or would say is okay let's move on it was our karma to get lost mm-hmm. you know get robbed yeah so it's almost like karma is also another way of uh, st- uh, a storytelling technique where you are constantly it it helps you comfort the uncertain uncertainty yeah yeah, yeah. so in some sense uh, you know we may not uh, like to call it that way but in some way we are telling stories of all kinds and forms there whether we acknowledge it or not so so that it's that everydayness of that that aspect is what i wanted to show i mean portray it as as being a bad story right right you are doing it you know whether you like to admit or not yeah <laughs> the do you think that we how much of you think the idea of 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 being a storyteller is about is about creating a situation where you are in control because you know like we we're not we're not the strongest animal like like harari you know talks about but we we believe we are and once we believed it we were able to say it and even like like you said like the idea you create stories you create fictions you we create myths and legends and 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 gods and religions and all cultures and all of it to deal with the idea of uncertainty to make things feel better and mm-hmm. in a way then the ultimate storyteller is the person who has control over the entire narrative oh like this is and and do you, but for me i feel like is that the attraction like is is control the attraction that we have towards wanting to to tell stories or like what do you feel about that uh actually i i think the other way uh you never had control hmm. and interestingly uh you know it was uh, uh interestingly my whatever whatever my experiments have done with the web have hmm. reinforced that understanding that you never have things in under your control right so uh you know so storytelling to me excites me because it's that only do- it's that domain where you 
you just drop the story into the into the you know universe and and let everybody co-opt it you know right right or or, or appropriate it in fact in some sense so yeah. uh, so everybody will take their own meanings there and and uh, that's the also the fascination with web for me you know uh, web uh, you know at one, once upon a time was a very spiritual medium for me hmm. uh, uh, for its potential that, that it had and you know i i sort of started blogging about uh, about in 2007 you know and to me uh, what excited me about the web was this sort of medium where it 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 kind of sh- showcases the the whole transience of what what the reality around me you know mm. because it's constantly changing so to me storytelling in the web uh, is about discovering that you you're you're not the con- you're not in control of your narrative yeah. and there's a, a very uh, you know it might seem contradictory but there's a, a some sense of uh, liberation or feeling of freedom that 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 really dawns in you you know that you almost literally feel that penny dropping when when you actually discover this you know mm. not as an idea or as a concept but truly discovering that you don't have in uh, things under control sort of liberates you in some sense and and uh and i have discovered i've explored this and i've i've been every time i i put out a story and i work with story in all kinds and forms and shapes mm. what comes out is always much much beyond my control and that bowls me down and that right. makes me do you what is it that you think that you like when you when you get up in the morning like what is the aspect of what you do that 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 is keeping you excited to to go through that day like what do you think you're you're trying to achieve or chase is do you try to live with that kind of a focus or what do you do uh, yeah i do live with that i mean i don't know uh, the word focus uh, means in in how you are seeing it but right. to me uh, it it is the focus is towards couple of towards towards the work uh, things that right now i'm i'm holding very close to my heart Hmm. uh but beyond that there is always uh, this underlying layer of curiosity which which is which what's what keeps you driving there so there is work that is uh, you know for which you fulfill you uh, you sort of transmit this energy of curiosity and to keep the ball rolling hmm. but underneath it, there is always this uh, nature of uh, you know this sheer unbridled force of curiosity yeah and which keeps you to constantly learn about the world constantly learn about yourself and that's the underlying one that keeps you uh, awake uh, you know that that makes that makes you wants you to uh, quickly awake get up get up in the morning and and discover something new you know we we you when you were talking about the difference between the bad storyteller and the good storyteller this thought popped in my head and I, what about what about good stories versus bad stories is there is there a certain like what would be the difference in according to you a good stories versus bad stories uh a good story you know here i mean i would i would probably come closer to the world of films to to kind of look at this distinction yeah, yeah. Uh, a good f- story would would have this uh beautiful mythical balance of form and content hmm whereas a bad story uh, ends up uh, telling you more about the storyteller and and right. and not about what the person wanted to do so you can of course you can catch 
catch hold of the aspirations of that storyteller but yeah. it really nearly reveals you more about the storyteller than the the story itself yeah 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 the one thing that i wanted to that i that i saw on your pro, can you hear me yeah 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 sorry one thing that i saw on your profile uh just before we started talking was you have a a non-profit which is that you created to to promote uh the tamil literature i believe right yeah to to yeah. uh where did that uh come from like what was it that you wanted to to achieve with with this idea and what are you doing to to push that agenda so uh so right now it is it's evolved and it's no longer a non profit we are trying to set up it as a for profit a content okay. startup of kinds mm mm-hmm. uh we initially was we were experimenting with as as a, as a non profit but uh, given the current climate uh, of uh, you know in india it's it's far more easier to run a for profit startup than <laughs> right uh, venture okay so i have i you know we my team we discovered this so we we are pivoting it from to, to making it as a as a for profit uh, startup there so okay. the uh, the origin of of this actually began um uh, uh, you know from realizing that over time uh given you know we are part of the larger story of colonialism you know and in some ways macaulay we are macaulay's grandchildren mm. and yeah. uh, at some point of my life i actually had this uh, really painful uh self realization that i'm more fluent in in english than in my mother tongue which was tamil right so so it was a very uncomfortable feeling that you know at some point uh, you know i could uh, communicate the most deepest thoughts i had in more fluently in english than in tamil hmm so it was that uh, realization that led led me and my friends to to start up this uh, initiative called mandram uh, hmm. so mandram is a project to to bring some of the modern discourse in our native languages right so we talk about technology we talk about social issues we talk about metaphysical issues we talk about so many a lot of things in our native tongue and the moment you uh, you uh, start of start having the regular discourse in in tamil it mm. completely changes the perception of how you see things around you okay so it's that's that's the whole crux right. of what we, we are attempting to do we just started we've we've done two events so far and uh, we are right now uh working on our third event so so yes so so that's that's the kind of exploration there and where are you uh, doing these events in in chennai or yeah so we did the first event in chennai right. and uh, the second event we did it in uh, in bangalore mm. uh, uh, this was with second event was a collaborative event with uh, national center for biological sciences okay okay so okay. we got some uh, really wonderful uh neuroscientist who talked about some of the cutting edge work that they were doing and who took time to uh to sort of present it in in tamil and kannada hmm. so and uh, it was a fabulous experience to you know to listen to to them talk about their work in tamil because for many of the those scientists it was the first time they were attempting to talk about their work in tamil and right. in their mother their regional tongue and also some of the students who heard these professors uh for a long time speak about their work in english uh, for them listening to uh, to their work or their everyday 
studies whatever they're doing in tamil was a very new experience because it it brought a whole new different set of perceptions right right based on the language that was being used as a medium to communicate that science yeah it's like you're you're presented with an entirely new point of view of of looking at a problem yeah 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 and and it's it's fascinating i mean the the kind of response we got for the second event was tremendous we uh, we got some uh, wonderful generous media mentions and uh, we also got some amazing feedback from many of the participants and the speakers and many people who attended and were very moved by uh, you know what a simple thing of just shifting you know presenting a, a whatever the work one is doing and in a different tongue completely changes the way you perceive it Mm. No, so yeah, so it's been a it's been a fascinating uh, uh, experience so far, and we are really uh, you know glad with the kind of uh, you know, almost your flow to the kind of feedback right. that we've been receiving so far. So yeah, so we are now doing uh, we are now planning for uh, more events there. Yeah, so that's that's kind of been uh, so yeah, it's exciting. The so you um, you you've done workshops and you talk about the future. of storytelling if there was a way for you to in 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 a, in in a compact way uh describe what you do believe to be where this is headed where where storytelling is headed and where the application of where its application can can be explored what, is there a way for you to like you know concisely put together what you've learned Yeah so there are yeah. there are no there's no one future there are futures yes, yes. uh and and actually you know the work that i was trying to do with those workshops were to give a sense of um idea so it it was actually a workshop primarily on the futures of storytelling was uh sort of a lecture that i took it up for uh the bits vilani computer science students right right and for them you know while they were looking at uh, while they were familiar with lot of things around Uh, data and computer science and and all the technologies that are there i wanted to give them a storyteller's perspective of all these technologies there mm. and 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 when you look at it uh, you know and when you look at the some of the developments that are happening right now with all the cutting edge technologies and artificial intelligence uh, and and in also in internet of things in drones so many other objects right uh, an object doesn't have a you know today the fascinating thing of uh, uh, you know one aspect of probably this this whole future that excites me is uh, in in the real world uh, every object has a very defined form you know mm. whereas when it comes to the virtual world uh, the forms can change and that is almost like the you know that sounds like more like the something from the fantasy world right. and and that's the kind of possibilities that are there when you look at some of the things that are right now being explored with uh you know with enchanted objects and with the ways you can build stories and mythologies out of our everyday objects when you look at what's happening with the internet of things so and and also other other immersive technologies like augmented reality and, and even virtual reality to to a certain extent uh, so uh, it it was a it's a fascinating space right now in terms of uh, what potentialities it could hold and at the same time uh, you know we are quickly we are also losing out uh, blurring out a lot of uh, difference between what is human intelligence and machine intelligence right right so that is another aspect of of the 
futures that are explored is you know once you uh, clearly understand so now you know like we talked about uh, it's how critical it is to differentiate between a story and a reality right uh, it i i believe in the future it's going to be uh, even more critical to to distinguish between what humans can do and what machines can do mm-hmm. and anybody who understands uh, this distinction very well at the heart of it can really thrive and prosper in the future so my uh, uh, workshops were were also an exploration of understanding that uh, that difference in terms right, of right. what a human can do and what a machine can do so and when i when i say this distinction i am not uh, placing each of each of the two in in either a in a higher pedestal or a lower pedestal i am not placing human in a higher pedestal neither am i placing machine in a higher pedestal i am seeing them equally in two sides of the of right. the coin and and, and i i i'm fascinated by by what could emerge when one clearly distinguishes the difference between the two although right now if you go by the, the developments that are happening in the artificial intelligence world this distinction is getting very very blurry right, at the point right. uh, that it 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 will become too too confusing my my sense is that in the next few years it's going to be extremely difficult for us to to sort of straddle this difference uh, very well mm. So we're surprisingly already almost at an hour. So to to conclude, I like to end with with a question uh given my audience, you know, we we have a lot of young people mostly, mm-hmm. a lot of school and college kids listening to this. So the mm-hmm. the question I like to end on is if you if there was a a younger version of you, someone who who thinks like you who has, you know, your your personality like you know 16 year old version of you listening to this is there a particular message that you would like to have them hear as they as they figure out their journey of of what they of what they want to pursue and and you know their creativity their stuff whatever they're interested in hmm uh uh the first thing i would advise is to you know to not take any advice given to them seriously <laughs> don't listen to me but listen to me <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i know i know that's that's why i was mulling on the idea of it right right <laughs> uh and yes you know go on take go make make mistakes and explore things mm. uh, it's a, it's right now it's a far more exciting world uh, uh than the world uh, you know that you and i sort of grew up in mm. so there's a lot more room to express oneself to express oneself in the most creative way and explore one's creativity in and you know in a way uh, you know we we were born with a lot of mooring you know mm. and and in one end mooring sets you on a on a on a very defined path but at all the, at the same time it also binds you so uh, right now i think it's in a there's a little more free free space for people to 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 sort of explore uh, uncharted waters there so uh, yeah so i think it's it's exciting times there so i hope they make the most and uh, uh, you know carpe diem you know yeah